Why did you not say an accent? Um, audio Sophia, accent. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Salutations! <laughs> I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. I am Bronwyn, not friend anymore, because she not do accent. So Sophia's not you said, because of that. Sophia no, you just, said we have to lengthen intro, do your accent. I... I you said one. we need to do a lot of small talk, I insist. I'm not doing my word until you do accent. You're not doing your what? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I am not doing this now. Um, so I apologize in advance because we are sitting on a couch. We do have the, f- the phone between us recording audio and our dog keeps on eating it, my dog. Keeps on hitting it with his tail. Um, however, he refused to move, and I do not have the heart because Sophia is making me feel very guilty for making him move. She okay. Here's the thing, Ronwin. If you're gonna move a dog off of the couch, you gotta commit to it. You can't just stare at him and be like, up, up, because up, he doesn't up. like it when you try to push him. He gets very defensive. You can try. Please don't. No, I will not. Which is exactly my point. We can't. He's chill. He's happy. Just leave him be. But we. I am concerned. If you he's hear any loud breathing, any noise every now him. and then he'll just sit up and go. <sighs> um. That's not what it sounds like at all. It's like. <sighs> it's no. That's not it either. It's just an ex. This is an audio nightmare. <laughs> I am so um, sorry. It's it's just it's just an exhalation. He's just sighing. Exhalation. That's a word. It is. I know, but it just it was. And nice. as an explanation for the accents, I don't. Brahman started talking in some Russian esque accent because she had been watching Mary Poppins Returns, and apparently there's someone who talks with that accent in Mary yeah. Poppins Returns. It's true. It's really hard to and drop the ones you've been talking in it. Like I keep on wanting to say. Yeah, to say, I keep on wanting to. True. Yeah, <laughs> I keep wanting to go back to it too. So then I tried to match her accent, and that's how that started. Apologies for that. Yes. All of that. All of yes, it. Yes, that entire intro. <laughs> it was rough. Sophia, what have we been up to this past week? <laughs> that's a different way of starting. See, dog keep hitting. It's not making any noise. How? You need to stop worrying about <laughs> your dog. Um, Sophia, mm-hmm. happy Wednesday. It's so cold here. It's very cold. I feel like my mom and I were talking about this the other day. It went because it was like there hasn't I haven't adjusted to the cold yet because it went from like close to 70 degrees on Halloween to 30 degrees now yeah. and i hate it no <laughs> i i feel like we missed fall and that's sad we don't really have even though like i feel like our area is known for its many seasons we actually don't get very much of either spring or fall it's either cold and yeah. then the next day it's hot um spring which... spring is is a little longer like there's i mean it's still pretty cold at the beginning of spring and then hot at the end of spring but like i feel like there's at least a week or two in spring where it's like nice 70s and that's a great that's not that but chilly. that's not that long yeah yeah no it's a yeah but it's very cold here it's been cold and rainy actually 
Yes. Very and it's not even, November. it's at that point where it's not snowy yet. No. So it's not like, oh, it's lovely, it's winter. It's it's just freezing cold and raining. What's and crazy to me nice. is that Thanksgiving here is next two weeks, mm-hmm. I think. Next week. Next week. Um, and it does not feel like autumn, in my yeah. opinion. It feels like holiday season. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, Thanksgiving is late this year. Yeah. So there's that. But, yeah, no, it definitely feels... It's a weird time of year right now. But then I'm excited because after Thanksgiving, it's, like, almost immediately December. And then you can start listening to Christmas music without shame. Oh, I heard (laughs) Without shame. (laughs) Wow. Anyways, what's your word this week, Sophia? I don't get to start because you're editing. No, you get to start because I'm editing. (laughs) You forget how this works? Yeah. You go first. Okay. My first wordlet is arboriculture, which is the cultivation of trees and shrubs. Um, And I found it from the National Classical Etymology Exam Study Guide. I have Um, to start studying for that. Yep. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's an exam about etymology that we all have to take. And it's a lot of like Latin derivatives and Greek. how they for and Greek derivatives and how they formed English words, and the Latin word for tree is arbor, um, and so that was the Latin definition. And then one of the derivatives of that was arboriculture. But the I etymology. I did think when I saw the definition at first that it was the civilization of trees and shrubs. <laughs> And that, I really hope there's a word for that somewhere out there because that's a really good way of describing, like, a forest. Arbora civilization? No, that doesn't work. Abora... Abora... society. <laughs> Abora population. How was... Oh, you just talked about that etymology. Yeah, well, it comes from the Latin word arbor, which is tree, and then English culture... And then English agriculture, which, which all combined comes to from the English from the Latin like agros or the Greek, I think agros meaning agros means field, right? Field, yeah. yeah. So there you go. There you go. They it's Pretty a cool. what's the word? An agar means field in Latin. An abbreviated etym- etymological. There paradigm. are certain things like that made me so excited with Greek the other day. One of the vocab words was um, feogo, like to yeah. fl- to flee, Fugue. and in Latin, it's fugo, like F-U-G-O. Yeah, it's like almost and the same. It, I got so excited. It's pretty cool, guys. It's very cool. When you find Latin them. and Greek are underappreciated. Yes, this is accurate. Um, what is your first word lit? Oik. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, so I was looking for words for this week's topic. And I decided my way of doing it, because I was having no success, was to go to like the Google definitions and in the little search bar, um, just to start entering Greek words, because a lot of the time you can actually take like a Greek root and put a typical ending on it, and you get a word. So the first word that I considered was ophthalmological or something, ophthalmological, there we go, I said it ophthalmological um, because ophthalmos in Greek means eye and so I was like oh like 
ophthalmological uh, is literally just like the Greek word, meaning like studies of eyes or whatever. Or relating oh, to like eye muscles. like eyes. Yeah. I think I meant eye. And when you're oh. saying the study of eye, I was like, what? No. <laughs> Isn't that just like anatomical um, body part? Body part. Gotcha. That is an eye. Um, but yeah, so I was just kind of entering some Greek words in. Um, and then I was trying to find my word and I entered in some letters and I got oink, which turns out is a word. Um, How did you get from ophthalmological to oink? Well, it, it makes more sense in the context. Okay. Kind of. I just put, ended up just putting a Greek word for my word this week, guys. But anyways, this word is oik, spelled O-I-K, and it means an uncouth or obnoxious person. And it's just from the 1930s of unknown origin. <laughs> so, like, in something like... Did people just <gasps> go around uncouth. and start saying, oik? I suppose. Um, no you one knows oik. how. oik. Yeah. You dingleberry. <laughs> hey. That's such a mean insult. <laughs> you it's definitely oik. a real word, for sure. It is. Dingleberry? <laughs> it's used in like um, Garfield cartoons. Really? Wait, just because it's used in Garfield cartoons doesn't mean it's a real word. A foolish, stupid, or contemptible person. Oh my god. This I is thought, like a I two fully, in one. So if you just call me thought, a dingleberry, if you, <laughs> if you missed that. Fully um, thought Justin. No, I was listening to um, a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is a comedy podcast. And one of the brothers started laughing hysterically at a joke that another one of the brothers made and called him a dingleberry. And that made me laugh harder than the joke because I'd never heard the word dingleberry used before. And I fully thought he made it up, but apparently it's a real word. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a real word. I should have had that as my word lit. Well, now we have five. So have dingleberry. <laughs> What's your word? Next word. Uh, my next word... Is something that I found really randomly, just while Googling around, Googling around, <laughs> um, researching for this episode, it popped up somehow, and it's paleoclimatology, which I just, I found it, I was like, that sounds like a cool word, and the definition is really cool. Um, the definition is the study of climates for which direct measurements were not taken. Huh. As instrumental records only span a tiny part of Earth history, the reconstruction of ancient climate is important to understand natural variation and the evolution of the current climate. So, like, back in the 17th century or whatever, there was no, you know, ways of measuring temperature or, like, numbers or crazy math equations and stuff like that. So, um, scientists kind of, it sounds like from this, have to rely on, like, the descriptions of, ooh, it got really cold today. This is how cold it was that, you know, my water oh. froze or something like that. So it's like, that's cool, yeah. So like reconstructing ancient climate by looking at not numbers, because those don't exist, like but just like whatever uh, they have. Qualitatively, not quantitatively. That's how I thought, what I thought it meant, which, what a cool job, looking at like old journals to figure so out what the... <laughs> No! Can you imagine looking through old journals from, like, ancient times it's to true. figure out what the climate was like and being like, oh my god, they mentioned the temperature and then scribbling that down. Like, how cool is that? 
That is cool. Imagine if they found, like, some records of some people from the Ice Ages or something. I don't think that exists. But, like, hypothetically, if there was, like, a caveman in the Ice Ages who knew how to write and kept a journal and, like, suddenly described it getting colder and colder and they knew, like, how... Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. It does, yeah, though. Cool. It does. It's not boring. It's cool. It is cool. <laughs> it is. I have to agree. Yeah. I just thought it was a cool definition. Um, what's your second word, but Bequeath. Bequeath? Yeah, I bequeath this to you. Yes, it's such a fancy way of saying I give this to you. Yeah, well, it it's to leave a personal or state or one's body. I'm assuming not corpse, but perhaps, like body of, like, um, <laughs> possessions, but perhaps it's one's body. I bequeath my... Um, to a person, dead body to you. That's strange. I don't yeah. know what that means. Um, to a person or other beneficiary by a will, um, or to pass something on or leave something to someone else. Um, it's just I feel like I've come across across it a lot, um, where people bequeath one thing upon one another. It is hard to say a lot. Bequeath. I love. It makes you sound so old and fancy when you say I bequeath, this, I bequeath this to you yeah it was just fun i thought of it oh what's it the etymology because it made you laugh laugh um sophia and i were prepping this episode in our school library during our free and which was a bad idea we were with one two three four other people <laughs> who were all doing work like trying to actually be productive and i leaned over to sophia as a half joke half inaudibly like oh my god they're so annoyed at us right now because we were kind of giggling and they all like very intently just didn't look up <laughs> and I was like wait a second we should probably be a bit quieter but I was laughing because the etymology of bequeath it comes from the English uh preposition be or um prefix be meaning about plus the English quethen which is C-W-E-T-H-A-N, which means to say. Then it went to Old English, bequethen, um, plus the English quoth, <laughs> and it became bequeath. Wow. I want to learn Old English now. It's, oh my it goodness. is a fully different of language. Of course you do. Right? Like, it is so very different from modern English. Like, it is like learning a new language. Mm-hmm. But it's similar to Latin and Greek. Our Latin and Greek teacher tried to learn it, and then... It sounds like he fell off of it a little bit. But he was very excited about it last year. But yeah, bequeath. Cool word, cool history. Very English word, which That's is unusual. That's very cool. Yeah. What's your last word? I already said it. Cool. Glad you remember so much about... Wait, did you? Oh, no, these are actual words, not words. I was so confused. What's your topic this week, Sophia? <laughs> well, you guys are going to all be disappointed in us. Because it's another comfort thing. <laughs> um, Disappointed. I would say excited. Well, we've done a whole bunch of these. Very true. But I was texting Bronwyn last night about um, and what if we did libraries. Now, I didn't fully think that through because I don't have that many anecdotes about libraries or a story or like, although quotes about libraries would be pretty cool. But then I was like, or cafes. And then I thought about just like, those are both places where you just kind of hang out and it's chill, and it's nice, and it's hard to be really upset when you're in a library or a cafe. And then I was like, oh my god, 
these are both comfort places. What if we did comfort places? And I thought Bronwyn was just going to be like, ha you're funny. Let's do this other thing. But she was like, no, that's great. So here we are with comfort places. I, guys, it gets harder and harder every week to think of a topic, but we always come through. Maybe not in the way that's expected. Maybe very much in the way that's expected. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. But yeah, comfort places. I don't know. It's actually quite unique. We haven't We've done travel, but we haven't done very much about places. Yeah, that's true. So, it is different. I think. Cool places, if that makes you feel better. Places we like. Yeah, more like common places that we like. Like, not like, simple, oh my god, Antarctica is my favorite place. Or, yeah, simple place. We've already done simple <laughs> things. Know. My goodness, we're very predictable. Um, but yeah, no, like just places. It's a brand now. Places where you can go for as long as you want like and they're convenient to go to and that you're just kind of like generally happy in yeah I agree what's your word um so I have two words and it was okay so for this one it was really really difficult to find both words and quotes Mm. so they're a little bit sparse yes um but when we first came up with this topic, you are not going to have a lifesaver in your mouth while we record. That's probably smart. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> Please don't. I won't. I won't. I, won't. <laughs> I was about to eat a lifesaver. But can you imagine? Oh, I should have worked. It would not be good. <laughs> okay, what's your word with you? Anyways, when we were first... Um, when we first came up with this, the, the original idea was libraries. So I looked up synonyms for library, and there are some really, really cool synonyms for library. One of them, which is just literally a direct synonym, apparently, is bibliotheca. And it just means library. They had but libraries in ancient Greece? I guess. Greece? Well, they at least had books. I don't... Well, yeah, the definition is li- library, so that's cool. But yeah, this is, um, both of my words this time came from Greek or Latin. And so this word was borrowed from the Latin bibliotheca um, and from ancient Greek bibliotheke. Um, Thank you. Oh, I forgot the pronunciation was right there. <laughs> um, which means library. And it's equivalent, equivalent to biblio, which is book, plus theca, which I don't know. I don't so know. Let me look it up real quick. Theca... Any external case or sheet, or sheath, sorry. Huh. So like an in- enclosure of books. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. It's interesting how much they prized knowledge and how yes. it kind of stuck, right? And how little they praised women, but that's a whole different. <laughs> Maybe another episode. <laughs> oh boy. We could do ancient cultures. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be cool, actually. We should do that. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's a cool word. Also, in, I was talking to Sophia, in Spanish and French, it's both like, um, French, it's bibliothèque. It's yes, and different. in Spanish, it's biblioteca. So, pretty neat. Yeah. Good word. Um, do you want to do your word, or should I do my other one? I'll do my word. <laughs> cool. Um, so, it's not an English word. I was really struggling with a word. But sure, this one's cool. This is like one of the first vocab words. It's really good. It's a good, yeah. It's a good word. It was a good choice. It's better than my two, I think. And you'll understand why I stumbled across the word oik. 
Yes. Because my word is oikos. So it's O-I-K-O-S. Um, and it's an ancient Greek word. There's no English synonym. Um, but the, the ancient Greek word oikos, um, and which provides the English prefix eco for ecology and economics. I'm not really sure how, but that's connected apparently. Refers to three related but distinct concepts. The family, the family's property, and the house. Its meaning shifts even within text, which can lead to confusion. But this is quite similar to many Greek words. Um, that's actually not that like, notable, I would say, because Greek words are really subjective to like context. Con- to context. So you might have a word that means... We talked about this before, but you might have a word that means one thing, but put in another sentence. You're like, oh, they mean like to become... Like there's a verb, gignomai, which means to become, but it also means to be born. Yeah, there was one of our vocab words that we had. I forget exactly what it was, but it could either mean to suffer or to experience. Exactly. So like, those, those are very, very different, different. But you can understand how like the, they're related and how in different yeah. contexts, like experiencing pain while you're suffering from pain, right? Right. So it's kind of interesting. And oikos, in that similar way, um, there was a little image attached which kind of showed the, um, the six different aspects of oikos or home, which was... Uh, like friends, I guess being around you nearby, neighbors, work, school, relatives, and other. Um, I'm not yeah. really sure how they're all connected, but still, it's the idea of comfort, finding comfort in home or in places with friends, relatives, neighbors, school, learning. Um, those are all places of comfort. That's so nice. I know so, it mostly sense. just as home. I didn't know that it could be translated in multiple different ways. Yeah, it's more of a conceptual idea, the idea of home. Aw, aw. What's your last word? Um, my last word is Athenaeum, um, which means used in the names of libraries or institutions for literary or scientific study. And this one is more, I, well, I guess it's a Greek word, but it's both Greek and Latin. So it comes from Greek Athenaeum, I can't read that, Athenaeum. Um, which would come from Athena, Athena goddess indeed. of wisdom. It would come from Athena. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. It reminded me of Athena and also Athens. Yeah. So they have, and I guess they used, the, they invoked the name of the goddess Athena when they were talking about libraries or places for scientific study, which makes a lot of sense because she's the goddess of wisdom. Yeah. So I thought that was very cool. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just this is a cool, cool word. Cool words. Sophia, what's your quote? Um, my quote is... A short one, but it is Thomas Edison's last words were, it's very beautiful over there. I don't know where there is, but I believe it's somewhere, and I hope it's beautiful. And that was said by John Green. Um, and I thought it was nice. I don't know. It was, again, really difficult to find. Um, Which is fully our own fault. Yeah. It's quite an obscure topic. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um, to find quotes relating to comfort. So didn't. Like, we last night at 11, so we had to prepare in free where we didn't have access to, like, the quote books that we use sometimes, and we didn't have, yeah. like, ample time to peruse the internet over what quote to find. So these were these quotes were a little bit rushed. But, I don't know, I just liked the idea of some unknowable, existing, beautiful place that maybe we'll get to see someday, and, like, that was comforting, probably, or it sounds like, it was comforting to Thomas Edison as he was dying, and it's like John Green 
and this is saying like I like that's lovely and I want to see that beautiful place someday and I, I liked that it's like that idea of everyone has their own places which make them happy yeah um and it's interesting to see what other people's places are yeah different people's happy places can be just very different I mean and it I think it's an interesting reflection of their personalities as to like where they go to be like happy and and comforted um yeah but yeah I believe it's somewhere and I hope it's beautiful I just thought it was really nice and it has a little bit to do with comforting places places. (laughs) barely Um, but John Michael Green is an American author and YouTube content creator. He won the 2006 Prince Award for his debut no- novel, Looking for Alaska, which made me cry. Um, I haven't read it. And I think that was... I, actually, you know what? There's one of his books. Maybe it was... Turtles paper, All the Way Down? Maybe it was Papers, Paper, paper Towns, Towns, or Turtles All the Way Down. That, those might have been the ones. There, there was one of his books that really affected They're me. All, Fault in Our Stars is also apparently very sad. I yes, it is. It. Um, that one didn't make me cry, but it was sad. But Turtles All the Way Down made me cry. Yeah, that might have been the one that made me cry. But I also, Looking for Alaska was also sad. I don't remember what. They're, they're all sad. All they're all good books. He's a cool yes. person. He's a, he's a very good author. Um, yeah, Looking for Alaska and his fourth solo novel, The Fault in Our Stars, which debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list in January 2012. Oh, wow, that came out sooner than I thought. More or recently. more recently than yeah. I thought. Not sooner. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's crazy looking back at Yeah, what's your quote? When you leave a beautiful place, you carry it with you wherever you go. And that's by Alexander Stoddard. Um, I, there's kind of, a, if you can't tell, quite a strong theme throughout this, but um, comfort places, I think, are places where you never forget. And whether it's mentally, you think of them when you want to feel calm and happy, or just places that are like oh I like that place whatever but you remember them right like they mm-hmm. usually have a lot of memories associated with them um, especially if you're happy while you're in that place yeah you would hopefully like when you think back on that place you would carry that happiness with it yeah which is nice and I guess it's always hard to leave a beautiful place whether it's like traveling to see a beautiful site or even it's just a beautiful as in it's um like happy that's very sad, but if it means that much to you, you're not going to forget it. Yeah. Right? You're always going to have it with you. In your heart and you'll heart. carry it with you For wherever you go. Boom. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah, it's Comforting. really nice. Who said this quote? Alexander Stoddard, who is an author, interior designer, and lifestyles photographer. No. Nope. Philosopher. <laughs> I kind of like saw it out of the corner of my eye and didn't actually read the word. I see. Lifestyle philosopher. Which is cool. She seems like an accomplished person. Yeah, probably has some authority on the subject of comfort places. Indeed. Yeah. Lifestyle philosopher. Yeah. Be kind of a cool job. Interior design. I was just about to ask. It might be closer to 40 minutes this time. That's okay. Which is okay. Sophia, should we move on to our anecdotes? Sure. What's your anecdote? Um, The first anecdote that I thought of was something that um, I found really recently, which was while... So I was thinking about libraries. You might find a theme throughout this episode, and it's just Sophia had libraries on her mind while she was 
typing this and ironically we were in a library mm. so there you go um but recently we we've gone on a lot of uh day trips over long weekends to visit some colleges because that's coming up soon um and one of the colleges we visited was georgetown in washington dc and after we got the tour which was really nice my dad was like was there anything that you wanted to see and i usually if i if we can when we go to colleges i always like to see the library because i know that that's where i'm going to be spending most not most of my time but quite a bit of my time um, like if I'm studying, that's where I'm going to want to be. Probably not my dorm room, probably the li- library. Um, so we had some extra time at Georgetown, so we went to check out the library, and it was amazing. They have the usual, like, colleges, I guess, tend to have multiple floors, and then as you get higher and higher, it gets quieter and quieter. <laughs> um, but when we went to the Georgetown library, we went up, I don't remember exactly what floor we were on, but there was, like, half of it was desks and then the other half was just rows and rows of bookshelves and it wasn't even like an old like it wasn't a pretty library but and it was just very functional like bookshelves but so many and we were walking down and we like so many different subjects there were books written in different languages and we got to my dad took a video of me walking down and I was just like looking at all it was amazing we got to the end of the row and there was an old book by Mark Twain, and my dad just pulled it out, and I was like, stop it, stop it, I don't, like, he, knowing him, he would break it, and then we'd all get in trouble, but he opened it to the cover, and it was signed by Mark Twain. Oh, just casually. Right? And it wasn't even, like, put on display as, like, look what we have, it's a book signed by Mark Twain, it was just in the middle of the shelves, like, third, like, at the end of this book, like, it was wild I took a picture of it um but it was so cool and I wanted to go study in that library and just spend hours perusing the the shelves it was lovely yeah I know that feeling yeah do you have an anecdote about libraries I do um I haven't I kind of now want to do that at the next schools I visit but the two the two really cool libraries I've seen first one was New York Public Library. Yes. Which I had never been to, even though we live right near New York. And, like, I could have, like, we've gone to New York many times. But this past May or June, I went to New York City with, um, with, my, with Ashi. And we decided to stop at the New York Public Library. And it was very cool. Because they have, it is a bit of a tourist site. But they do have, like, pretty strict rules about, like, no pictures. Like, this isn't, like, people are using this as a library. And, like, they have these huge tables with tons of, like, university students and people who are, like, just doing some work. Like, everyone's there doing their work. And they have so many books. And we were just walking around and, like we found books on like mythology and languages and oh, that's incredible. It was very cool and that was just like one part of it and I don't know that's the kind of thing where it'd be so cool to just be like oh yeah what are you doing today oh I'm just gonna go do some work at the library yeah <laughs> like like that. and see that's what one, I'm really looking yeah. forward to about college it's like oh just to the library like, yeah. yeah that's cool and I mean even though it's not like I guess I wouldn't necessarily describe this one as a comfort place because um it was more a tourist site than anything 
um, the Trinity Library in Dublin, because my oldest mm. brother had gone to Trinity College School last year for um, his one of his for his degree, and and he um, they have this very old, very big, very cool library, and like I said, it is a bit of a tourist site because it's so cool. So I wouldn't. It was less of a functional library, but they had this giant hall with these huge tables like it was maybe like 30 or 40 feet high and they just had books all the way up like they had ladders oh my to the top in order to reach the top books and all the way around they had these like stone busts of different like famous authors throughout the ages they had like shakespeare and homer and and also like um jane austen and like they had all these That's people amazing. all the way around and like it was very cool and i just <coughs> i thought it was very cool i took some pictures and was That's very incredible. excited about them and my cousin who's a librarian was very excited about that <laughs> or she's studying to become a librarian and that's was, really cool she was very excited about that she that's was amazing exciting. libraries are just very cool libraries are great it's comforting to be around books it is and to be around people, like, reading books. It's very it's, calm. Like, it's a very, everyone's doing work. You feel in a productive mindset when you go to the library. It's yes. very good. It's wonderful. Um, do you want to talk about the Wilton Library yeah, together? Yeah, let's do that. That's, we, yeah. have, we have another library. Um, I know for me, I haven't spent a lot of time there recently, but I have a lot of memories of the children's section. Mm, Do you remember this? Did so you ever go well. there? Yeah. Oh my goodness. The painting there, like they painted the walls yeah. and like finding a book and bringing it to my mom and being like, oh, can we do this one? And like flipping through the pages. Because the way, so they Gosh, have I like it. A, ch- a children's section that has instead of bookshelves, they're almost like, they're categorized by, I think like title. And mm-hmm. they're just almost like boxes. And yeah. so kids can go through and like look through them more it's, easily. It's very, like the children's section, it's, I mean, obviously it's very marketed towards children, but it really feels like this is their space because they but can not, like... But not in a like cheesy, oh, or like very techy way. It's in a very like, come read and borrow books from us. It's literally just like they can access everything and this is like you can, it's, it's very, yeah. it's very nice. I especially remember, like, graduating from the picture book section mm-hmm. to the section on the right, I think, yeah. which has the, like, novels, and being like, oh my god, this is so cool. My, but then still going with oh my brother my to check out the picture books. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest memories, probably from when I was, like, starting, probably, like, second grade, because I really loved to read, and until probably high school when I had less time to do this kind of thing. On, like, most weekends when we were in town, my, like, we'd have to do, like, grocery shopping, and our library is right next to our grocery store, Mm -hmm. so my dad would go into town, drop me off at the library, and go do groceries, and I would get a whole stack of books, like, usually, like, 13 books. Oh, my god! I would get them, and then read them all in, like, a week or two, and then come back, and it was a very, like, routine thing. I'd get a ton of books and just, like, read them all. That's amazing. And I remember, like, being very proud of myself, being able to check them all out by myself. <laughs> and, like, go to the checkout desk. And my family likes to joke 
that like they'll send out um a letter every now and then saying hey donate to our library my dad always likes to say we've donated so much with late fees that's our contribution (laughs) but there are four well there are six of us who get books from the library so yes we do get many late fees but (laughs) like i just have very clear memories of that i remember the joy of being able to like choose a book and like be like you know this looks like something that i would want to read and that like reading <clears throat> reading the covers and being like yeah. yes this is something I, oh my god <coughs> um yeah it was always a joy when we and got it's to like go choose yeah. books and now it's my mom helps out in, at the book sales all the time oh, that's and cute. our latin and greek teacher also helps out at the book sales and always buys a ton of books even though yes, he already has he gave me one. so many books I, um, I think it was borrow on a borrowing basis though so i have to remember to return it. um yeah and now that uh i'm getting older and doing some like i'm doing some research for this project that i mentioned and like figuring out like okay here's the international section here's the china section here's the chinese history section being like this is so cool like it's not a huge library like college libraries or um public libraries but it's still like it's still a place where i have gone to since i was a really little kid and it's still comforting to go there now which i think is rare to find a trip to the library we should that'd be really nice and just read So, I know I said at the beginning of this episode, like, oh, comfort places, it's not like Antarctica. This, (laughs) this next one is about Antarctica, but not, it's not really, it's not like, oh yeah, this place is, I mean, it is the best, but it's not, like, I don't find it comforting to go trek on the ice. I mean, it's lovely, but it's not like, ah, this is, (laughs) this, I can relax here, um, but there, while well, we were on the ship in Antarctica, there was, we had our, like, bedrooms, but then there was also this lounge, and I can still, Antarctica was a little while ago now, so there are certain things that are a little fuzzy, but the lounge I can picture so clearly for some reason, um, but it was like this almost semicircle type thing, and in the middle, there were tables and chairs, and the chairs were nailed to the ground, but they spun. They, na- they were nailed to the ground because if they had, like, chairs like that, like moving chairs, when the boat rocked, they would slide. Oh. So they had chairs that were, like, nailed to the ground, but they could still spin, and you would sit and, like, spin on the chair, and it was great. And then on the left side, there was a bar, and you could go sit on the bar stools, which were also nailed to the ground, um, and talk to the bartenders who were all so friendly. And we were, since we were some of the only kids on the ship, they got so excited whenever we were there and they would make us surprises, surprises, <laughs> which was essentially like a strawberry smoothie. And it was amazing. They had like, they gave us a little glass, all of a sudden, like we didn't, we were just sitting there with my parents and then all of a sudden they came out with these two pink drinks and they were like, these are for you. Like we didn't even ask Aww. them for anything it was very very sweet but I can still remember what those surprises tasted like and from then on we would always like if we were there before anyone else we would always go and they'd give us our surprises without us even having to ask it was wonderful so that's a a pretty comforting memory like that's the kind of thing where you we had to leave that ship but I'm gonna remember those surprises for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) 
which That's is very good, which is nice. What's your next one? My next one is something I think I give credit to my dad for kind of creating this tradition, but whenever we go anywhere, anywhere for dinner, especially, or we go um, to a cafe just because, or maybe we're traveling somewhere and we're going to a cafe for lunch, wherever we go, my dad always brings a deck of cards. Oh. And we, the like, usually if we, like, are traveling somewhere and, you know, you're wandering around a city and, I don't know, somewhere that you've never been to before, we'll usually stop at a cafe for a little bit at, like, in the morning or just whenever, and we will, like, get some tea and coffee and play cards. That's and amazing. we do it when we go out for dinner. He always brings a deck of cards. Whenever we go, it's, oh, shoot, I forgot my deck of cards. And we'll play a game. Um, my dad really likes fair games, so we play a lot of them. Um, and that's kind of like a like a tradition now whenever we go places. And I think especially when it's just like, if it's just me traveling with my dad or there are only like three of us instead of our whole family, it's like a very nice thing that we do. And I really like it. That's amazing. Yeah. I forgot about card games a little bit. Like when we were younger and my grandparents would come over, we'd sometimes play like Kings in the Corner. And the oh, joke was Kings game. in the Kana. Because <laughs> I don't know why, but... <laughs> or And then we would always also saying really obnoxious voices got what I wanted when we got a card and it was fun it made we That's made each other nice. laugh I forgot yeah we about play a lot games. of them that's such a good tradition my, my yes it's very good my it's d- we play a lot of trio that's the game we play um I won't explain it it's complicated <laughs> um or when we're with like family we'll play a lot of hearts or euchre that's kind of like a thing after dinner we'll also like don't play cards this. <laughs> yeah, did you guys well, ever do go fish Yes. That was, like, the easy one when we were kids. Yes. Well, now we do, like... You've graduated from Go Fish. (laughs) No, but we do, like, that's... Especially in the summer, if, like... Like, now it's a little bit, like, after dinner, I usually have to, like, go to work. But um, if we're going skiing for the weekend or in the summer, we'll always, like, after dinner, we always play a game of cards. That's awesome. Yeah. But... it's amazing. Card games and cafes. That's what I... Yeah. That's a very comforting thing. lovely. What's your next anecdote? Um, my next anecdote is just kind of the idea of cafes and going to cafes, but like that whole thing is great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we, now that I've gotten older and it's, it's really been like this summer and this year that I've started to be able to be like, like when we go places, (laughs) I mean, especially this summer when I started learning to drive and um, my dad was like, we just need to go somewhere. Like sometimes we would drive to a cafe, yeah. get a coffee and then drive back home. And it was like, I don't know. There's something about, um, like same thing in the summer. My dad would sometimes, if he wasn't working with his two work partners, he would sometimes be like, I have a lot of work to you to do. Do you want to take your summer work to a cafe or this place called Grace Farms, which is near where we live and we can just do our work. And that was really That's very nice. nice. Um, there was, I was really busy this summer but that was some of those were some of my favorite moments where we would just go to a cafe or again there was there's this place called Grace Farms where that's close to where we live and I don't know exactly what it is it's kind of just this like wide expanse of land that and they have a cafeteria there and there's a library and there's lots of tables and it's people generally just come there to either have lunch with people or do work. I, it's really hard. Nice. It's hard to explain, but it's a beautiful place. 
and my dad loves it there. So we would go there every once in a while to do working in Catholic. is really nice. Yes, so nice. Especially if you're someone who likes to do work with like background noise, a little bit of background mm-hmm. noise, which I can't decide if I'm I, not. I'm not yet. usually. I get really distracted, but in terms of cafes, I find it. I like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I am. I don't seek out background noise, but it's. I feel like it's a nice ambiance to work with. Yeah, I, 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 still I can't, can't work, decide. Like at home, I can't work downstairs. Oh, no. I can't do that. No, like, no. I get so distracted. Well, not if it's conversations that you can pay attention to, but if it's, like... If it's, like, background noise. Yeah, I, like, if okay, you can't yeah. distinguish any or like what, cause, So, I remember the, during the winter, our Wi-Fi broke last year, and so we went to a cafe, and I did work for a couple of hours. And just having music on, getting, like, some something to eat, a mm-hmm. nice hot drink, and, like, people coming in and out and that kind of thing, but, like, just kind of... It's a very it feels unique so setting. peaceful, and I don't know why. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because so many people want coffee, and there's, like, a mix of students studying people and, like, people rush on their way to work. People people don't really go to cafes. No, and I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's a really nice environment. Yeah. Um, and I always associate cafes with coffee or tea. Yes. So, and yes. which like are both very food, good. Warm yes. yumminess. 100%. This place that I went to in... We were in Vermont and our Wi-Fi broke. And it they have, like, this, like, fireplace on in the back. And, like, like a wood stove. And they had these old tables. And it That's was awesome. very nice. Very... I don't know. Just, like, a very That's good. so nice. Another one of my anecdotes was, like, after skiing for a long day. Skiing is really tiring, especially when you've been skiing all day like morning and then lunch and then afternoon and a lot of times like as people would start being done we would go back into the lodge like at the bottom of the mountain and get a hot chocolate and get hand warmers and warm our toes up because they were freezing (laughs) and that is such another very clear memory from skiing like I'm never going to remember each individual trail that I went down but I will always remember like sitting in the lounge with the hot chocolate and hand warmers for my feet and just like Ah, <laughs> like that was exhausting, but I'm happy now. That's very nice. Well, I mean, thank you for uh, joining us while we talk about comfort foods. Not foods. No, we did that a while ago. Comfort things? No. Nope. Comfort places. <laughs> Maybe next we'll be like, comfort people. <laughs> Bronwyn's my comfort person. That's weird. Sometimes. Yeah, it is. Maybe we won't do that. No. But we but hope you this, enjoyed. Yeah. I'm sorry fun. that we couldn't come up with more words and quotes this time, although we've been told that the anecdotes are the favorite of everyone. So many so. times. <laughs> <laughs> By many different people. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, Instagram. You guys know all this at this point. But Instagram, quotes.ands. Quotes.ands. <laughs> quotes.and.anecdotes. Email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Intro music and is inspirational life. Mm-hmm. Outro music. Blossoming inspiration. Yep. Yes, rate, review, subscribe. Follow our cover artist at Dynabyte. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. Yes. And we hope you had fun. Have a phenomenal week. Go to a cafe this week and just appreciate... And think of us. 
well, you don't have to think of us, but just appreciate the ambiance and the warm coffee, please. Yes, please do. Or a library, either one. Both, both. lovely places. Or both, even there better. Anyways, until next week. Bye, guys. Bye, my friend. <laughs> Bye, my friend Ronan. And. Good. Can we go back to accent now? Now we can. Excellent. Excellent.